I am unashamed. What about you? coming in here already today hearing you two moan about your all your various ailments that well I, I mean you two are like the dry I mean I'm all spry I guess I'm good because all I did was preach yesterday well we're out there in the wilderness on our hands and knees <laughs> of course I'm digging for treasure and Phil's <laughs> gathering treasure in the form of Mayhall berries. Yep. <laughs> we hadn't had much sleep for because Phil's been sore. I hadn't had much sleep because my dog is. We we bonded over this issue. Hates flies as much as I do. So all night, yeah, you know, I heard Missy get up and close the door to the bedroom, and I'm like, "Yep, she can't handle it." Because that dog kept barking, just wailing at the moon. So this morning she called me when I was on the way down here. She's like, "That dog barked all night." I said, "I know it." Is that the she, one that's about six inches long? Yep, the dog. Yeah, yeah. he's <laughs> he's tiny, buddy. Yeah, buddy. <laughs> How could so much noise come out of something so small? Because that's, we have a fly. In I walked the house. in your house and I just looked at him, <laughs> and he looked at me and he did. That's why I like him. Yeah. I like him for that reason. Yeah, yeah. I thought he'd been used to seeing you, but when I walked in there, he said, I don't like, I don't like. like the guy on Facebook, Dan, said he read all, everybody was singing my praises, you know. Uh, the Corolla, when we, I talked with Corolla on the podcast. His yeah. car, on his bike. One, yeah. one guy said, Phil Robertson, I strongly dislike you. <laughs> that was all. That's all he said. I strongly dislike you. In the strongest you. possible terms, he yeah. does not like you. I strongly that funny dislike funny to us? I think other people would be, oh, no. Some people get offended by it. It makes us laugh. So the dog, the fly, and it's not it's not a typical fly. You know, there's different breeds of flies. Some of them This are is a buzzer. A buzzer, yep. and, and he, he flies so fast, he never stops. Oh, yeah. And they don't like. I've been seeing the same species in my house. It just choo, he just comes by, <laughs> yeah. but he's going so fast. You can't and he and I and so I finally tracked one down the other day and finally bushwhacked him. You know, I finally got him. But you're a salt shooter. Yeah, this I, I don't I don't have the patience for that. It was no. three day hunt. It was three days. Well, I'm two days into this one. <laughs> and Missy's like, it's me or the dog on the way down here. She's like, you got to kill that fly because I can't handle this. But my right arm, I threw my hat because I, I had a fly swatter, had all my weapons. Um, usually I kill a fly within five minutes. You, you used to be known for it, but it sounds I mean, like you're out. slipping. Yeah, but these, I, that's a little, this, this is. A, it's a different ball game. I mean, I pride myself. <laughs> I thought he was some kind of wasp at first, but then I looked, I said, I think that's a fly. But boy, he can really, really fly yeah, fast. Fly. I pride myself on being an air traffic controller. <laughs> And now that my dog is so upset about it, because <clears throat> every time it buzzes by, he just starts running around in circles, nipping at the air, barking, which I found it funny. I mean, I heard him barking, and I thought. It's not so funny at 3 in the morning, though. Well, it was kind of funny to me, but Missy's hot. But I threw my hat at him at the fly, and they say, you know, because my, my arm's just throbbing. I mean, right now, it's just... Because when you throw something that doesn't have a lot of weight, it does something to you. And uh, 
Not so I'm, much until you hit about the, the gray beard stays. Well, it, I guess so. Yeah. Hard I'm hard. not sure why my arm is throbbing right now because I threw something that didn't weigh but a few ounces. That's funny. But but you still are after the fly. Yeah, I'm in pain. You wouldn't think <laughs> so, a man, it never affected me before much, it, to squat down and you, you pick up. The mayhaws are in front of you, knock them off the tree up there, bump, bump, and they fall on the ground. It's muddy ground, so you're just, you know, duck walking. You know, you're down on the ground, and you're either crawling, then you kind of get up on your knees, and you're picking up mayhaws in front of you. You're just making a circle under a tree. Sometimes it's like water an inch deep and the potholes, but the mayhaws are hitting Falling on the ground, you just waddling around in the mud. You wouldn't think I'd bother you too much, but whoo. Yeah. Man, I didn't have any help but just me picking them all up, you know. So you got you a crew today. Yeah, the Calvary's coming today. Yeah. So Alex is coming, bringing a friend. Uh, BK came out with me this morning. So you, you can... I always wondered way back when we were children, you know, like, you know, eight, nine years old, seven, eight, nine, on up from there, that when they got time to pick the mayhaws every spring, they come in May, May Hall, H-A-W. It's a, this is one. Yeah, brought you, you brought some you. on set to show. For those of you that are watching, you get to like, look. They like look a, like a little small, uh, just a baby apple. A what? baby a apple. A tiny baby apple. When the Almighty, in his wisdom, made the mayhaw tree, he said, human beings will covet this. They will love <laughs> to run up on this. Deer love them. Squirrels love them. Birds love them. So everything is flying to the trees to eat them. But we get them. Here's what, see here? See down in the bucket there? You crawl on your hands and knees. You say, have you ever run up on a cottonmouth moccasin <laughs> during the Mayhaw picking? Almost every time. Yep. So you have to be, watch where you're going. They grow best where it floods and then it's dry. It floods and it's dry. The terrain is kind of like... Swampy. No, swampy, but not... All the time water. Right, right up above where it floods and then, and then it's dry. So I got a Flo question about that. So if you had, we've had a lot of backwater. Yep. If the trees are in a lower area where there's water all the time, you probably, they probably don't yield it, as they'll much. They'll die. Yeah. They can't grow in the water, but but where it floods and then reseeds, yeah. that tends to be where they grow in all these river systems. I think they go far over as South Texas, probably, you know, in East Texas, probably Southern Alabama, I would think, Georgia, Florida. They yeah, that's where they're dead. You know, they only grow in the U.S. Is that right? Yeah. I didn't know that. There's a guy that I know that used to work at, he was a counselor at camp, you know, a long time ago. But he he lives somewhere between Houston and Lake Charles on the Texas side. Yep. But he has a Mayhaw tree farm. Oh yeah. So he's he base he produces them to make jelly because you know in Louisiana and East Texas you can buy them in the store because there's pe enough people harvesting them making jelly. Oh yeah. The and jelly. I by think the way, they, they here's the here's the finished product. Here's the finished product. That's sliced years, and so you you whittle down your supply. But you have other things. We, you know, we have dewberries, blackberries, muscadines, slows. slows. We talked that about slows. Fall plum comes in August, but these here, these are some of the first. Uh, these mayhaws and dewberries 
get ripe at the same time, first week in May. So we just hit May, therefore we're picking up May halls and get the kids all out there. The reason they, I mentioned when we were kids, they'd say May hall picking. So that meant everybody dropped what they're doing, no matter what they were doing. Everybody load up, a lot of kids. I always wondered about it, but now labor force. <laughs> you, you get 10 kids on their hands and knees, they can really pick which up is, a lot of money. I got my youngest daughter and one of my younger granddaughters. Yeah, so we're so, bringing the kids today when I walk away from this podcast. It's <laughs> Mayhall. We got Mayhall picking, Mayhall cleaning, clean all these up. You have to get all the dirt and everything off of them, see? So, so I big, remember one, one big tubs of what y'all remember. I remember multiple years. I don't know if Jess you remembered or not because you yes. were. You yeah. remember? Okay. Well, I just remember every year. Well, do you remember when we, when we Dad down. got it? We had first moved down here, so you were about seven or eight, and Dad knew at the time you had not really explored this area. That's right. So you don't, the only place you knew where they were was back in the river bottoms where you used to hunt. Yep. So it's about a what hour and a half, two hour drive from here. Yep. And so we loaded it all up, Granny, Paul, all the kids, and we went up there, and we took number three wash tubs with us. Yep, two or three, and we got out there in that swampy area, and worse, we were sending Jays and me and the kids up the tree, and they shake the trees. So y'all had the idea that you took bed sheets. Yep, Granny and Paul were with us too, and took bed sheets and held it under the tree, and then we would have to pick the sticks out. Yep. Then you would pour it into the tub. We wound up with two, at least two, number three wash tubs. Yeah. But just think about how much, how many berries that is, how oh. much jelly that that produced. Oh, we yeah. talk about an operation, but I'll never forget it. I mean, it was just yeah. one of those things that sticks into your brain. I mean, that's the best thing if you can have something like a net. I think the, you know, I've seen a lot of people they use like big nets. Yeah, kind of like you. Would. Some years the backwater is under them, <clears throat> so they'll like be two feet, three feet. We literally last year pulled our boat underneath the trees, and the water was like six feet deep, so you couldn't even get out of the boat and stand there. So we just were in the boat and we pulled up under them. We got us a tarpaulin type thing. We'd put them up and they'd shake them, and then we'd take them and put them. We got them like that, but instead of picking them up when they hit the water. You know, the ones that bounced off and hit in the water, we had little nets about like this yep. with handles on them. And we just would, and, but it was a lot quicker if you got water on the trees. Oh, yeah, because you scoop them I mean, them get, them, get them quick. Plus, that they're, not, they're not as messy as they are in the water. Oh, they good and fresh, just hit well, the so water. So I want to say from now, for going forward, Dad, so you, especially for your own body's sake, call us because I want my kids and grandkids to be involved in it. I mean, this we're talking about Five generations now. No doubt about uh, it. Because you did it as a kid. I have not missed a Mayhall picking and jelly making since I've, oh, well, I haven't missed one at all. Even when we went to Tech, yeah. when I was going to college, I'd go get the Mayhall. And then a lot of them guys I was going to school with, they said, do what? But uh, some of them were familiar with them, but most of them. Well, I've got a pretty good little line of cooks that are here now between Stone and Alex and BK. So I want to, like, because when you're gone, I still want to be getting Mayhaw jelly. That's what I'm saying. This Families is- who pick Mayhaws together <laughs> stay together. That's right. <laughs> <laughs> There's another T-shirt. <laughs> I'm just There's saying. T-shirt idea. <laughs> I mean, I'm looking at y'all. Y'all remember the days, and you look at it with a fondness. It's a, it's a fondness. No, I agree. We're getting poetic. I'm gonna I'm gonna read a poem. Don't get me spot. confused with being a poet now. 
Well, <laughs> Chase is a poet. He just doesn't know it. Well, I've heard this one time. I, I think most people in, in the world have heard this point. Y'all probably heard this. This is this was written by Joyce Kilmer, and I think he wrote this in 1913. So it's a man? So, Joyce is a man? Yeah, it's actually okay. a man. He, okay. he was killed in World War One. He, he was only like. 30, I've and, heard and, that name before. So yeah, I, I you've, must you've, you've, you've heard. There's been a lot of, because the reason it got my attention is people didn't, this has kind of been a controversial poem because people doesn't, they, they don't like it because he was a man of faith and he he wrote this epic poem about trees, but he like cleared half his trees and you know would burn a fire in a heartbeat. So they're like, <laughs> That's that's why it was. I mean, even today, people still talk about this. So it's real short, but I'll read it. It says, and, and he and he has kind of some romance. This is PG thirteen, but it's more about us participating, like like the fruit of the tree that we believe God has produced. All right, hang I mean, on. Let's take a break before you read it. So obviously, we've been talking a lot about pain, especially with with you two. The, the crawling around on the ground has produced some new aches and pains uh, in, in all of us. And, and Dad was right. It's the older we get, the more we seem to recognize that. Would you say that's not true, Dad? I think the reason you could crawl under a tree when you were 10 years old, there's the difference between when you're 75 years old. <laughs> that's true. Lots a lot of, of years. It was creaking. The, <laughs> Your body begins to creak. It creaks. Yeah. yeah. And the reason why I found out from a conversation I had with uh, Dr. McQuillan, uh, the uh, doctor who put the research into Omega XL, is inflammation. Apparently inflammation is what causes all of our pain issues. And uh, we had a very interesting chat about that. So they came up with this product, Omega XL, that we talk about a lot and we all take. Uh, it comes from uh, mussels that they farm in New Zealand, which is pretty amazing, uh, the story behind it. So it's all natural. And if you want to check these guys out, because I know you got some aches and pains out there, it will help. OmegaXL.com slash fill. You buy one bottle, you get a second bottle free. So they're going to give you a two-month supply there when you when you order. OmegaXL.com slash fill. Or you can call them 800-844-4888. That's 800-844-4888. I think that I shall never see a poem lovely as a tree a tree whose hungry mouth is pressed against the earth's sweet flowing breast a tree that looks at god all day and lifts her leafy arms to pray a tree that may in summer wear a nest of robins in her hair upon whose bosom snow has lain who intimately lives with rain Poems are made by fools like me, but only God can make a tree. <laughs> That's pretty good. Y'all haven't heard that before? I don't think nope. so. Oh, I love it. But a, I love anybody who appreciates trees. Yeah. Every, uh, <laughs> by their fruit, they will know you will recognize them. That's uh, the three of us. You say, how, we, how, how, do, how are people going to recognize who we are? Now, you have some people that I mentioned a while ago, uh, Phil Robertson, I strongly dislike you, <laughs> period. He didn't say why. <laughs> By their fruit, you will recognize them, Al. 
Yeah. Do people pick grapes from thorn bushes or figs from from uh, thistles? <clears throat> the answer is no. Likewise, every good tree bears good fruit, but a bad tree bears bad fruit. A good tree cannot bear bad fruit, and a bad tree cannot bear good fruit. Every tree that does not bear good fruit is cut down and thrown into the fire. Thus, by their fruit, you will recognize them, which who's, is pretty cool. Who said that and where is that? Jesus Christ said that uh, back uh, a little over 2,000 years ago in Matthew chapter 7. He, his, the context of that is watch out for false prophets. They come to you in sheep's clothing, but inwardly they're there ferocious wolves. It says by their fruit, you will recognize them. And that, therefore, the explanation. When you see somebody who's always trying to slick you out of a few dollars or you see somebody that's got the little wink and the shuffling of the feet and, and then, you know, that's loudly talking, you know, yeah, yeah, yeah. Got a lot of, <laughs> lot of air, but there's not much substance to it. You say, you know what? Bad tree. Because <laughs> you know from the fruit, right? That's the, amazing. The, the fruit you... tells the story on, you know, like behind the scenes or you're whoring around, getting drunk. You're running around there. You're playing a game. Well, that that catches up with you, and the and the fruit you bear is going to tell the story. That's right. Days you got to call you need to take. This <laughs> this is good fruit here. That's, yeah. that's so. So let me ask you a question. This is interesting since you brought that up about the false teachers. So on part of Willie's property, right next to his his big lake that Jace frequently sneaks around and catches fish out of. Yeah. So there's a stand. A beautiful stand of mayhaw trees. Yeah, and look, Willie planted them. Oh yeah, look, and they had, a, had somebody plant them. Had them planted. Yeah, they, I was fixed to clarify that. <laughs> yeah, yeah. So he had the guy. They sprayed for this, that, and the other. And they've got like things that you know around it, like a hold it up. You know, four deals to where it goes oh, straight. Yeah. They're beautiful trees. I mean, it's a nice little stand. Zero mayhaws. Yeah. In four years. None of them won't bear my house. They told me that. And so, they what, say, so what's the deal, you think? I don't know. I, but first of all. It, they're be, it's, it's talking about not producing. I, I went mean. to the woods and I, I located little bitty mayhaw trees in the middle of the woods. So I went out there by boat, walked up to where I, and I found them. And I knew there were mayhaw trees, big ones, but I was looking for little bitty seedlings. So the little seedlings. If it's what for what it's worth, I just took a shovel, had me a tub, and I just dug around them and pried them up out of the ground. I had a little root wall with some dirt on it with a little mayhaw tree. Mm -hmm. Mayhaw tree was like eight inches long, little bitty one. So I just took me a tub full of them, got out there, walked out, pulled back up in my yard, which it floods in our yard, and yep. then it's off, it's dry, and it's wet. I yep. said. They'll grow good here. So there's a little drain going down through the front of my house there. Yeah. And I planted about eight trees right there, little bitty trees. I watched them, and they kept growing and kept growing. It took about several years for them to get up there and start bearing fruit. But as soon as I walk out of here today, I'll go under those trees. Those seem to be the best producers huh. That in the wild or wherever, I, those right there. I you planted. transplanted them. Yeah. So in Willie's, somebody said if there's a cedar tree within eyesight and, from where you. And there's a bunch of them because there used to be. He's got cedar trees. Yeah. They said where you see a cedar, 
a mayhaw, nope, no fruits coming really? off that tree. So it's kind of like running with the wrong bunch. Cedars, <laughs> cedars and mayhaws, they don't mix. I like if there's a cedar making... tree there, a mayhaw tree is never going well, to produce they, fruit. That, so hmm. the Howards years ago grew Christmas trees there, and and some of them, a bunch of them were cedars. And yep. there's two huge ones in my backyard yep. and within eyesight of the mayhaw. Someone said, no, no, you tree, ah. you tree experts. If somebody out there knows in unashamed yeah. land. You're I gonna... wish I knew. By the way... How about if I can take a track hoe, some of my mayhaws, I planted them in lower elevations where there's too much water, but I'd like to move them to higher ground. Can you take a track hoe and just dig you a hole up there where it gets a little higher? Just take one big scoop of dirt out, yep. go down there and lift one of them mayhaw trees. They're, they're like bushes from about here to the ceiling. Yep. They're like six, seven foot right now. They haven't been planted that long. I planted them. Yeah. So... Got them out of the woods. So I got about 40 trees there. Well, a lot of them had mayhaws on them this year, but the freeze, you had a you unusual freeze in in March, and that that hurt them. Yeah. So now they're producing this year about a third of what they normally produce. But I just wondered if a tree expert, whoever one of y'all knows, well, can I just wait till the fall of the year, dig one of them mayhaws? It'd be one scoop of tobacco, a track hoe, big bucket. Just lift it up, dirt and all, and I move it up the hill a ways and stick it in another hole I've dug. Why are you wanting to move it? We're at a little higher elevation. That's too not, much water. Not, not as much thing. flood. I, I planted those a little low because the last four years, but most the trees I've came seen, over over the top of them. Right. But so, most trees I've seen are in the lower elevation. The mayhaw. Me too. But in this case, I said if the backwater's going to get them four out of the last five years, yeah. the water, the backwater came over the. Yeah, yeah. too high. And it, and, it, and they looked pretty rough after all that was over. Too much water. I need to move up some. Sorry. So, you unashamed. I know somebody out You there. tree expert. When do I transplant? So, here's where you send it Al at restorationproductions.net. That's where you send that information. When do you transplant uh, Mayhaw trees, if at all? <laughs> Can you do it? It's a fair question. It's a good question. I'm glad you, but but you also said those trees didn't produce for how long? How long did it take them before they produced? Several years before. They, you'll plant them and they'll turn into a bush about waist high, no mayhaws. Whoa. They go chest high, no mayhaws. They go just about <laughs> uh, eye level and they get about that high. You're standing six, seven foot. I'll notice they start blooming a little bit. Dad does tree growing like he does time. It's you know it's it's uh, it's where it relates on your body. <laughs> you have to be patient. So this is Genesis two eight. It says the now the Lord God had planted a garden in the east in Eden, and there he he put the man, and the Lord God made all kinds of trees grow out of the ground, trees that were pleasing to the eye. And good for food. There you, you know, go. I mean, when I when I think about because there's a lesson in there somewhere. You talk about it takes years to produce the fruit. Yeah, but I'm like, when you think about what happened around the tree. Of course, you have the two trees in the middle of the garden, the tree of life. Which think about how spectacular that was. Somehow or another, and it was producing some fruit that they were eating that because of that happening they were not either not going to die or live yeah. a very very long life well, actually, which is my theory has been whatever was in that 
is why they live so long. That and populating the earth. Because, I mean, you had people living well, eight, yeah. nine hundred years. But, Al, the, this the, might have been the, the key here because <laughs> I'm 75 and still going. Well, they, but the they, say, they say, Phil, that the, bear, the Mayhaw, to get off track here, the Mayhaw, it actually has a ton of health benefits if, if you just eat it off. Ooh, it's, uh, a bit, uh, it's a little bit tart, right? Well, yeah, but once well, but I've eaten them any one of them. Yeah, I have to. but once you make the jelly, it it destroys all the. Oh, you broke down yeah, all the. You good broke stuff. down all the good it, stuff. Well, it could be know. that cup of sugar that <laughs> well, goes right. in I, each jar. <laughs> but anything, well. anything that that uh, any kind of fruit that you see deer descend on, birds descend on, and a fox squirrel. Unfortunately, this morning was on, in one of my mayhaw trees. Ooh, bad call. But now he's a dead squirrel now because <laughs> I said, "Son, you're messing around at the wrong time of year." But I looked at where he'd been eating them up there, so I, I just saw him come out of the little mayhaw tree. It's about all oh, twelve, fifteen foot tall now. One of them transplanted, but the mayhaws are beautiful. That squirrel was up there eating them. Well, because you he, know now he can't quit. Well, that's right. He's I got said, a taste. He's, he's hooked. Yeah. Yeah. He came down out of the tree, <laughs> but he made the mistake of going up a bull pin oak, but over there about thirty yards. I just reached in my truck, grabbed my rifle, pow! He hit the ground. I said, "Okay." Nice. So now today I will have mayhaw jelly and, and fried squirrel. Yeah, <laughs> that's what I love about this life. Song. Is good down on the river. So hey, on, let's take a break. So, Jace, we've established that sleep is a big part of your marital bliss. Would that be the way to maybe a good way to characterize it? Because the missus. Uh, uh, well, we go back and forth to locations. I sleep better while I sleep when she's there. Yeah. And you don't sleep too much. When she's when not she... there. It's about four hours. I'm 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 up and at them. Well, one of our sponsors that uh, that has a big has helped your family and mine. Uh, with sleep is Helix. Uh, they make wonderful mattresses. And um, so they first, you know, they wanted one of us to try their mattress. And so you tried it first. You went online, you took a little quiz, found out your, you know, do you like it firm? Do you like it soft? Do you like easy, it? easy. Very easy to do. Yeah. And then they sent it and they slept on it and loved it. And so then we started buying them because they were great. And I can say, because I sleep on one at my Alabama place, that it's fantastic. You get a, uh, so you go online. Um, at, at helixsleep.com. Take the little quiz. It's a 10-year warranty. And also, you can try it risk-free for 100 nights. So that's over three months, you know, so you can know whether you love it or not, but you're going to love it. And also, if you go there now, you're going to get $200 off all mattress orders and two free pillows. So you want to check this out, helixsleep.com slash unashamed. That's helixsleep.com slash unashamed. $200 off, two free pillows, and a great night's sleep. So, Jace, that's the difference in the garden to now because they weren't eating the squirrels till later at Genesis 9. So now we can enjoy both. I mean, what yeah. you think is pretty well, good. You got a mayall tree, fruit on the tree, squirrels in the tree. You, you, I mean, it's just a – it's, a, well, it's, a, it's, it's a, almost heaven. Life is a wonderful thing. <laughs> yeah. Well, what I was going to make the point is, you know, then you have this scene around these trees because as much as God – showed that he was the ultimate gardener and the planter, which I like because when I, that's why I read that, that I was familiar with that poem because when I ran across that, he had come across the same conclusion I had. 
when you stare at the different kinds of trees, you're like, somebody, somebody, somebody made this. I mean, Plus, you're it, careful on how you cut them, by the way, Jace. That 400 acres that me, you, and Willie bought. <laughs> Last year, I was in my boat, and I was kind of flagging a place out there, you know, getting ready to make a duck hole out there. But I, I, I looked down on that 400 acres. Mm-mm. Now, I've never, we, we never owned it, so I never have had anything to do with this land. But I saw one mayhaw floating along on the water. That's the water the was about three feet deep at the time. I'd eased up in there in a boat. You should have called and, and told I, me that. I looked at that mayhaw, so I know now out there somewhere, yeah, it's 400 acres, which you got to, you know, and it, it, it floods big time and then it floods and it's dry and it floods and it's dry. But out there somewhere, that mayhaw came off a mayhaw tree, and I didn't yeah. plant these. these yeah. This was a wild one, but I've got to locate that. Now, if there had been a lot of mayhaws, I could have said, okay, we really got something. But I didn't see but one mayhaw. But it did tell me there is a mayhaw tree out here. I've got yeah. to find it, make sure we don't damage that. <laughs> That's yeah. a new project. Well, I had a theory on this, on why this this happened under the trees and why God chose the knowledge of good and evil, which you think about it, he gave us the ability to choose. And so you have one tree, because I'm sure they were taken care of. Can you imagine which fruit to me is the perfect food? Because you don't have to do anything but just walk by and grab it. And you don't even damage the tree. There's no plowing. There's no. You just walk by and pluck, eat. And the reason... Where I'm going with this is, is I believe God did that because He's providing. It's yeah. not based on your, you know. Er, here, here it is. Let's live in harmony. I've given you everything that you need. Just don't do this and do this. At the and, time, and they're all live. they're all vegans. At the time, yeah, that's right. And so <laughs> here comes the evil one, who basically doesn't disclose the consequences and the pain and suffering for making a choice that is against God's will, but he makes them say, Oh, you'll, you'll be God. Mm -hmm. I mean, the equivalent of it, don't you want to know? And so don't you think it's interesting that God put the choice because the choice had to be out there for humans, but he put it in what they saw every day. I mean, they like, Jay said, you're, they're picking fruit everywhere, but there was that one tree. He said, no, don't, don't pick anything off of that. Human nature. I mean, and I mean, I wonder how many times that they walked by that tree, you know, and just thought I got to look hat, at all well, the, look at all the, even before say, look at all the fruit mm-hmm. that's running around on two legs, the fine babes, the chicks, you say, boy, there's a, there's a gigantic horde of them out there. Mm-hmm. You say, uh, you're a married man. You said forbidden fruit. Well, men, our, our women are just drawn to it. Well, right. I know I'm not supposed to do this. And finally, they just make a mockery of the whole thing. Bad decision. Just dig in with both hands. They never get enough. I mean, you know, it's, it it's never uh, pays off. It's never a, pays it's off. It's always a bad decision. Well, because yep. you got to remember that all these trees, these physical trees, they were all good because God. There's no sin in him. There's no, everything was, you know, when he made it all, he said, everything is good. Yeah. 
but by giving that choice, because I think people have trouble trying to figure out, well, did how did how did evil? Why did God allow evil in the world? Well, when you look at it from just the tree standpoint, it kind of makes sense. It's like he he provided a garden, he made the people. We're gonna live in harmony, but there's got to be a choice of to have a relationship. Right. So it makes me think of that verse where I think it's in Corinthians. It said, "Knowledge puffs up, but love builds up." Because mm-hmm. here you have the tree of knowledge, and they wanted to know, but if they would have had love for God, it would have triumphed the curiosity. Because, you know, in our culture, you see the same thing. They're like, knowledge is power. But I'm like, but love is more powerful because it's more relational. Right. Because when you know and know and know, you get puffed up. So there you have the evil one come in, which what was his problem? We know, where's that? Ezekiel 28, and I think in Isaiah, his pride yeah. had caused his problems. His and so, fall in the other realm was and, because of that. And like Phil referred to, then it's like... Misery loves company. So <laughs> here we see an opportunity, throw a few lies in there, and next thing you know, we're off the rails. I just think it's interesting that then later on you get a passage like what's found in Galatians when Paul was describing what happened on the cross. Because here you have the inside of a tree, how you make a cross, which is actually the same principle here that God is providing you just walk by, and there's the fruit. Same thing with the cross, but now it's a dead tree that's being used yep. instead of a live tree that's being misused. Mm-hmm. I mean, it's a pretty good point how you think about it, especially when you ride the wave of knowledge versus love, and you ultimately, the greatest knowledge is <laughs> knowing Jesus. I mean, how many times do you see that phrase in the New Testament? Right. I want to know Jesus, you know, Philippians three comes to mind. The author, you've you've uh, disowned him. Uh, Peter said they disowned Jesus when he went before Pilate, and Pilate was going to let him go. They said, "Nope, crucify him, kill him." And and it says, "You have killed and murdered the author of life." Al, yeah, author of life. You said whether it be a tree or a man, right? It's the Almighty. You know, author of life. You're like, hmm, that's a far cry from salt water made it. Yeah, that's exactly right. Us are trees. That's all right. <clears throat> Let's take another break. Wyndham Hotels and Resorts makes travel possible for all. Whether it's the long haulers looking for a great cup of coffee, a roomier rest for the on-a-wim road trippers, or a place to make summer memories with the whole family. No matter who you are, where you're going, or why, with 24 trusted brands to choose from like La Quinta, Days Inn, and Super 8, your Wyndham is waiting. Get the lowest price at WyndhamHotels.com. Restrictions apply. Visit website for more details. And I hadn't thought about it, Judge, but you're right. What's that? There's a verse that, that's quoted, a prophetic verse that says, Cursed is he who hangs on a tree. Yeah, that's that's, that's the one I was talking yeah, about. Yeah, and so, but the, you know, you think about it, you go back. So there was always that idea that a tree was going to still be involved. But some of the other prophetic ones in Zechariah, I think it's Zechariah 6 and some of the other ones, called this Messiah the branch. And it gave this idea 
this picture of a stump. A lot in there about trees. It is. There was a stump that had been branches. cut down. But you know how what happens now? You see a stump, you start seeing those shoots come up. And yep. that's what it compared Jesus to in Israel. They would be a cut-off tree, but out of that would come this idea of... Trees are one of the most resilient things that you can run up well, on. Well, but it, I mean, those but you don't have trees, to do any work, Phil. I well, think that's the whole yeah, point. Yeah, yeah. It, yeah. I planted them trees over there. I'm telling you, three or four years in a row, the water got 20 feet deep in there. I mean, way over them. You would think, you know, they're blooming... Here comes all this water and floods them. Yeah. I thought, well, you know, these, these things, it, it's going to kill them. Look, one tree out of about 40 succumbed to all that water. But in and then some of them looked a little rough, but you say, but they just bust right back out in the spring of the year with the water off of them. This year we got us a dry year. Basically, the river's not up real high. So I'm roaming around in territory. I haven't been able to go but by boat the last five years. But this year, the trees are there, and I'm just amazed. And they got mayhaws on them. I'm like, boy, when he made a mayhaw tree, that is one tough tree. Is all I got to know to say about it. We did the, at our house this year. We we did an upgrade on all our landscaping, and so we planted all these new bushes and dwarf azaleas and all these different things. And then that big snow ice freeze came yep. for a week here. Yep. And they were just, I saw the weight of it on there, and I said, well, I told Lisa, I said, that's money down the drain. I said, there ain't no way, that's, that has to kill everything. That We just put it in there. Mm -hmm. Of course, all that melts away. When the spring hits, it, you wouldn't believe it. Everything in my yard looks twice as colorful yeah. and big as it's ever been. I was I was stunned. I was Miss like, Kay has a yard full of roses out there, and she said, oh, look at my rose trees. This year, they they survived the Something storm, about the that. water, the ice. Ice, snow. I mean, yeah, that, you're right. It's resilient. I mean, it's... Yeah. I also noticed when I was in Israel, there was a lot of little fruit trees and, you know, olives and fig trees, date trees, and it just... I, don't, I think he made a point to show you, you know, you can try to justify just it happening by luck. But I'm telling you, the more you look at trees, the more you're, you're seeing a designer do that. I thought about Revelation 22 because it, it starts off with God being the gardener and he has this relationship. And then, you know, the last book of the Bible People focus so much on the timing of this, but they miss the point. You know, in description of our relationship with God, he says in chapter 22, the angel showed me the river of the water of life as clear as crystal flowing from the throne of God and the Lamb. Down the middle of the great street of the city, on each side of the river stood the tree of life, bearing 12 crops of fruit, yielding its fruit every month. And the leaves of the tree are for the healing of the nations. No longer will there be any curse. The throne of God and of the Lamb will be in the city, and his servants will serve him. I mean, no matter what the timing of this is. And they have fruit on them year-round. Yeah. They, they... Which to me represents that God provided a way. And when you see a tree, it's a reminder of that to me. Yeah. Right. And it's not based on my effort. You're like, what? Jason, you realize there are some who's going to say, oh, my goodness, he's a tree hugger. Jace is a tree hugger. So what's your answer to that? Do we have a frog in here? 
A frog is singing <laughs> is Look, singing in the distance. A tree frog <laughs> literally <laughs> on cue. Has just spoken in the tree frog. Josh, did you I've, bring that frog in here? I've, did you do that? <laughs> that tree no. frog is saying, hey, don't forget me over here. I, I make a living, live a living in them. So, Jace, what's your answer to we're someone? The only, we're the only podcast I, I, in the world that has a tree frog in their studio. That, I, that, I that started chiming in when we're talking about trees. I'm a, I've gone on record saying that trees. There he is. It is a tree frog. That's a tree frog. That's unbelievable. If you were looking for a sign, I think <laughs> we got one. it. We are on target today. This podcast, the Almighty is saying, you boys are on to something. Or or maybe it's the evil one saying, wait <laughs> By the way, you, you know, the chance of a tree frog being inside this little room right here, what are the odds on that? There is a tree frog in the, on the, the premises. The skepticism I have for anybody in... Uh, People in are gonna media, think we set that up. We in media, that. Yeah. yeah. As I'm looking at this guy, thinking, "Did you actually do that?" But he didn't. <laughs> he didn't. But I'm on. I've gone on record as saying that trees don't need hugs. That's part of my my speech. You know, people do. Yeah. But so I'm not a tree hugger, and I do like from my poet that I I quoted. <clears throat> you realize that the one who made the tree is the target, and I love trees. You know, especially like when I'm metal detecting, the biggest, oldest tree, that's where I'm headed first. Because it tends this, to gather, make a foundation for anything that came along that way. It holds up there in the roots. I know this. The Robertson clan, one of the things that came out of the blessings from the Almighty is we have purchased a lot of trees. Yeah. <laughs> we have a lot of trees. We did. I love trees. We and can, I, it's and, uh, big enough where you can literally disappear there. For a while, and you're a long way from anybody. It's pretty nice. But that's the point. When you detach the tree from its maker, then you just got a tree. Right. That's it. By the way. That dies. uh, uh, These tree people, I don't know. What what do you call if you major in trees? You're in college. What do you call that? Horticulture. Is it? Horticulture. Well, one of you horticulturists. Yeah, whatever. Whoever you are, you're tree people out there. This comes, it, this is called a May haul because they, they get ripe in May. It's sometimes imp- late April, sometimes you have an April haul, but a haul tree produces, all of them produce berries mm. and they have certain things in common. <clears throat> all of them are full of thorns. Where this fruit grows, that, that May haul tree, it's it is thorns. I mean, you don't want to just reach oh, up there, and if you want to shake cool. a limb, you watch where your hand's going. You break those thorns off, but it's full of thorns. But some of these trees, they produce berries, but they're not red berries. They're just green berries. Well, horticulture. They got berries. They got is, is, wait a minute, Jace. They got berries hanging all over them, but they literally, they say, are very poisonous. So, ah. so there's a lot of haw trees producing berries. Just hanging on them, but they're green. And you, you say, so how do you ascertain which one are paws and which one are not? What you look for is you say, does a squirrel eat them? They say, squirrels won't bother them. Will a bird eat them? A bird won't touch them. You deer when they fall, but these don't fall. They just hang on the tree all the time. Green berries. There's a lot of that. Like like a cashew nut, the whole, you notice you don't get them with the hole because the hole kill you. Well, there you go. You know, and so like tomato plants, the fruit's good. The plant, 
make you sick. The first person who probably an indigenous uh, tribe, one of them walked up to a mayhaw tree and he said, hmm, he could smell them because they smell in the woods. You can smell them. This yeah. fruit, boy, it smells great. <laughs> well, you know good and well, they picked a few of them and looked. They said, hmm, I just wonder. Well, and they probably watched the guy that picked the other one and fall over. That's a, you tried, give it to the youngest one out there, you know, and let him <laughs> eat it. Watch him for a few hours, and if he's jumping around happy, you're like, okay, I think we can eat that. I Somebody had to try do it. that in reverse. You give it to the oldest <laughs> That's one. That's right. Let the, hang on, let's take one last break. I was just going to read the definition of horticulture because I might have got that wrong. It says the art or practice of garden cultivation and management. So we need to know what's the study of trees. Study of trees, yep. if I know what that one is. So, so it's interesting because so that's, there's somebody out there in computer land that's uh, that, that that knows about trees. I want to know about mayhaw trees. When do you transplant them? If you can transplant them like that, what time of year? So I'm thinking den, fall in the fall. That the because the leaves. Dendrology. What is it? Dendrology, the study of trees. Dendrology. Dendrology. Okay. I've never met a dendrologist. Is there, the question today, is there a dendrologist listening to us? you're there, enlighten us on the mayo. tree. I want to hear from you, dendrologists. Can you transplant them once they get to be 10 foot, 8 foot tall? Can you dig one of them up with a track hoe and put it in another hole on up the way a little ways? I want to know that. So I was thinking about another concept that Jesus talked about in John 15 about fruit. And you mentioned it, the idea of, of pruning and working these things because you're you're obviously taking something that God made. I'd like to know about should they be pruned from time so to time? Yeah, because because He mentions in John 15 that that God prunes us, and the idea is so we can grow more food fruit. And I thought about you even on our property. Sometimes you'll thin out certain areas so that the other trees that are there can be bigger, oh, yeah. fuller. You can plant stuff underneath them now because they get sunlight. I mean, there's for a the lot deer, of For the deer, most of our property over there, we fix it so there's at least always a steady supply of browse. In other words, deer are browsers. They go around, they eat leaves off of little bushes and stuff. Yeah. Well, if you just have open big trunks of trees, dense forests, you say it's not very conducive to wildlife because... There's no browse there. Yeah. So with the deer herd, you have to have a lot of browse. They need to be able to walk along and eat off this bush and that bush and this bush, eating leaves off of little shrubberies and little short trees. You see what I'm saying? Exactly. What we would call a thicket. Well, that's what deer thrive on. Right. So you can't have just open timber. It looks great. When the pioneers first got off the boat and started heading west, they went through blocks of timber you could ride a galloping horse down through the woods and never even the limb would never touch it. It was just huge trunks, so much so the canopy just made it dark underneath it. Yep. But there's not a big food supply for, for, for wildlife with that. Yeah. But they cleaned out the deer herd and the turkeys and everything else. These pioneers, when they started to cross here, I mean, there weren't no hunting seasons. They just went ahead. That's how they survived. But that, you had that's to eat. why I always thought you had storms and all because I thought – that's if right. you hadn't had that, then the trees wouldn't fall. That's right. And then you wouldn't have the, the little bushes and the vegetation. God uh, would knock mind, them down from time to knock them down. Well, yeah. He would just create a a planet where that happened. Yep. 
And then the so, lightning strikes every once in a while, sets it yeah. on fire, so well, it'll right. grow out even so more. Then people are like, why are God doing this? Well, the people, the one that screwed it all up, they were living perfect. <laughs> Everything was perfectly fine. That's right. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> You know, Until obliteration and corporation took off across the continent, <laughs> and they just went to mowing down, plowing up. I mean, a lot of stuff. Now they're replacing a lot. Fellas like us replace a lot. We we're looking after deer, ducks, squirrel. We're wanting to provide the habitat so everyone's happy out there. All the animals. Well, well, I don't say so. Y'all are into this thing like pretty deep. Well, we're into it real deep. Well, since it's, we're we're petitioning the audience, I I was going through. I thought I was in South Louisiana, but I ran upon a. It was like a cheese, kind of Danish, but it had it was pecan, it had pecans in it, and it was called Mayhall pecan tart. It had Mayhall in it. Yeah, and, but I, you know. I can't remember exactly where I was. <laughs> My life is a blur. So it was it was like a little pie that had mayhaw and pecan. It was like a filling yeah. of some sort. But it was one of the greatest things I've ever eaten. And our it was audience, just our audience. This has never been opened. This was made in 2020. I got 20 on there. Well, it is 2020, isn't it? 21. 21. Is it 21? Yeah. So it's just like last year's Jelly Jays. Yeah. But the reason I label them, I put on here 20, <laughs> MH, Mayhaw, 20. But if our audience, I would say 98 to 99% have never wrapped their lips around Mayhaw jelly. If all of them together, we had enough to feed them all. If I set that down in front of them, everybody, everybody get them a teaspoon and, well, look. and they buy bought jelly all the time. But if they took a spoon and, and oh, yeah. dipped down in that and tasted that, they would say, oh, Game my, my goodness. There was a guy, I think. Uh, Listen, Mayhaw, the May, you could plant Mayhaw trees in California instead of whatever they plant. And yeah. you could make a mint. Just by putting these out there, right. harvest them. But that's why they produce them so much. That, there was a guy, I believe in Webster Parish, who he ate some jelly and got so excited he planted a tree. Well, now there's a thousand, it, it turned into a thousand tree orchard. Yeah. And, and the commercialization of Mayhaw. Our neighbors, the Franklins, uh, George Franklin, he said, if you ever get any trouble finding Mayhaws, he said, just look me up. And I said, you, you got some Mayall trees over in your parish, Franklin Parish. They own probably pretty well the whole parish. You know when the name of the parish is your name that you, you probably yeah. own a little but bit. But anyway, he said, yeah. I've got 40 acres of them over there. You're, you're free to come get them anytime. 40 acres. He planted 40 acres of Mayall trees in wow. straight line. So I'm and over For here you new listeners in Louisiana, we don't we call our counties parishes. The only state in the union. The only state. And yeah. you say, why do we do that? And what do you tell them? Because we're just different. Yeah. Because <laughs> actually, Catholicism just, rolled it's, through uh, here way the, back. It's here the, we go. It's I didn't know you actually had an answer. No, there is an answer. The Catholic the churches Catholics. have parishes, is what That's they right. call their spiritual mm-hmm. gatherings or places or people. And so we got it from that. Our yeah. French Catholic. Well, back. since we're in that vein, here's what I recommend for all weather people, because I know they don't, I probably offend them. They don't listen to our <laughs> podcast. 
Remember, look, remember the saying, Mr. Robertson, I strongly dislike you. Yeah, look. Some people don't, don't like you, Jace. Live with it, son. When you don't know the names of the states or the parishes, don't fake a southern draw to try to make that feel better for the listener. <laughs> you know, when, you, when you're going, la fille, la fille, la fille. <laughs> or, oh, yeah. you a cheater. Oh, we're not, they can't say la fille. Yeah. Can't do it. So that, but then they try to make up for it by, by in, in, an impersonation of a Cajun. Right. So they're like, la fille. La fille. So it's like, cause you can't understand half what they're saying anyway, cause they mom. See the word <laughs> O-U-A-C-H-I-T-A. It looks like owe you a cheetah or something. Well, but actually, it. it's an Indian word, Washatal. Washatal it. was actually a tribe of Indians, yep. and it's Washatal Parish. So yeah. we look at it like it's nothing. Because the Washtal River flows out of the Washtal Mountains. Now, I heard one, right. they'd say, but they put it on everything. They're like, Denham Springs. <laughs> yeah. I was like... <laughs> No, it's just denim. <laughs> it's denim. Spring. It, it, it's not dahom. Yeah. I mean, there's nothing more embarrassing. Is in our family, mom was a, was a hollier up north, H-O-L-L-I-E-R. But yep. down south, they call it Olie. She's half same, Cajun, which same. all you South Louisiana people, my woman is half Cajun. Yeah, she's the Olie. It, it's a great blend. Yeah. Now, full blend. That, that's Olie, but they call them Holliers now up they in North Louisiana. Up here. But oh yeah, or like down in the Chavala Basin, you know Pierre Pont. It's it's it looks like Pierre Park, and people they yeah. just butcher it. Well, like Chavala, where's the A? Yeah, yeah, yeah. They didn't need it. No, they don't need it. It begins with an A. You didn't need yeah. that. <laughs> I would tell you to to Google Chafalaya, but you're never going to be able to know how to spell it. <laughs> You'll never find it on Google. <laughs> but say that five times and feel good about it, and then you're on your way to learning the lingo. <laughs> oh, we got to go. Thanks for listening to the Unashamed Podcast. Help us out by rating us on iTunes. And don't miss an episode by subscribing on YouTube and be sure to click that little bell to get notified about new episodes. And for even more content that you won't get anywhere else, subscribe to Blaze TV at blazetv.com slash unashamed.